Hey, there's some money, man. Eddie Money, where's the party right here? Straight hustling. Hang out. I got a great interview coming your way. I don't know if you can get any sex here, man. Welcome back to another edition of StraightHustling.com. I'm your host, Dick Darren. We got host Money Mike. What up? We got it shaking tonight. We got legendary musician Eddie Money getting ready to be on the show. What do you think about that, Mike? Man, I can't believe it. He's a big name, big star, and we are excited to have him here on our show. I've been listening to his shit forever. One of my favorites all time. Growing up listening to him, I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. I tell you, my daughter might have been conceived to one of his songs. Which one was that? I don't know. He had 18, 15 <laughs> hits. I mean, it could have been any one of them. Come on. <laughs> Take your pick. Take a pick. All right. Let's get Eddie on the phone. Eddie, you there? Hello. Hi. Hey, is this Eddie Money? This is Eddie. How are you? Oh, great. How you doing, man? This is uh, Dick Darren. I'm doing Stra- good today. This is Dick Darren with Straight Hustling, and I got uh, Money Mike on the phone with me also. Hey, oh, yeah. So I know that weather's been just incredibly impossible, you know. My uh, my father almost lives in Goulettsville, and he just fell down on the ice going up the paper and broke his ankle. Oh man! So I know that weather's been just completely brutal. I hope that uh, I hope things get better for everybody out there. I know everybody's really miserable. It, it's been pretty tough. My son fell the other day and split his eye open pretty bad. And uh, oh, jeez! Well, yeah, how about that? You know, it's really dangerous. People don't realize that. Yeah, well, you know, I'll tell you, I'm really happy about doing the show in Nashville because. Uh, you know, my, my wife is from Madison, you know? Oh, yeah. She's from Madison, and now, now her parents actually live in Goulettsville, and, you know, she's still, she's sitting there, she still lives in Andersonville, and we got a, we got a lot of friends in Nashville, you know? I mean, I did a, I did some country songs back there with Vince Gill, which was a real pleasure for me, because I remember when he was with the, the Pure Pet Prairie League, when he sang rock and roll back in the 70s. You know, you know, you know Vince Gill was kind of, he's a country guy, you know, he was a rock guy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when I went down to Nashville and we did all these country songs, I was working with, like, the pedal steel player from Garth Brooks, the guitar player. I mean, just these incredible fucking musicians. I mean, in L.A., the first people come up to the studio in L.A., the first thing they do is look at the menu. Then they sit down and they watch something on TV for six hours. Then they call the wife. And in Nashville, these guys are so professional. They want to get everything done before 3.30 so they can pick the kids up from school. <laughs> so I got the best keyboard player, the best pedal steel player, Ben Skill, really fantastic musicians. And I, it was just, you know, the musicianship was superb. And uh, I had a great time recording in this. It was, you know, these guys were really, they really played pro ball, you know. Unfortunately, I can't remember everybody's names because, you know, I'm from the 70s and my rock store, and <laughs> I can hardly remember my band's, uh, my band's brothers and sisters' names, but, you know, I had a great time with them. Yeah, I've met you in Nashville a long time ago at the airport. I remember you were coming in to do a show. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I know. We played, we played the lot. You know, we played a lot. I think we're playing in the Nipsel Auditorium in Nashville. I think we're doing it with the fire department, which is really fantastic, you know. You know, my hat goes off to all these firemen, you know, and they take their life in the hands with those big tanks on their backs, you know. It's oh, incredible yeah. the things that, you know, you, look, you think about the drive ambulances, you think about the police officers, you know, and, and you know, to handle all these burglaries and all these mech freaks, and you think about the fire department, all these people that are, you know, I mean, the civil service workers are, are, are the people that really run this, the country, if you think about it, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, all the truck drivers and, the, you know, the people, the waiters, and I mean, everybody, 
the regular people in the world, you know? Yeah, they keep everything moving for us. I would think so, and I think I'm very proud to be an American, and I'm very proud to be a blue-collar rocker, you know? Oh, yeah. I'm not a Rod Stewart. I'm not like a Rod Stewart. I'm more like a Bob Seeker kind of guy, you know? Yeah. Uh, you're a rock star in our eyes, I'll tell you that. Oh, I know, man. We've been uh, been fired up for this. As soon as we found out you were coming on the show. Oh, it's been, it's been, it's been. I'm... Well, I did, a, I did a show the other night, and this gorgeous girl, I mean, not that, not that she can touch my life in a comfort pole, but she was right below my feet, and I was singing to Dickens Paradise, and her eye makeup was running down her face. She was crying, like whimpering, like a little girl that just lost a puppy. And I couldn't say anything to her because I was singing two tickets. So the solo rolled around. I remember the class solo rolled around. I looked, I said, baby, she said, you're standing in my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's a, that's a funny story. <laughs> right. So, you know, this guy goes, uh, he goes to his father and he says, you know, What's the difference between being optimistic and being realistic? He says, well, you know, you've got to bless your mother and your sister and your brother. Just ask them, uh, would they, what, Dad? Ask them if they would sleep with Robert Redford for a million dollars. So he goes up to his mother and says, Mom, would you sleep with Robert Redford for a million dollars? She says, you know, don't tell your father. But I've always slept with Robert Redford ever since the early 60s. I think he's a fantastic actor. And, it's, you know, and for a million dollars, and yes, I would, because... Again, we really need the money. <laughs> so he goes to his sister. He says, Sally, would you sleep with uh, Robert Bedford for me and I? Says, I really am not into all the men, you know that. But Robert Bedford was staying in it because there's something about him that just really turns me on tremendously. And of course, for me and I, of course I'm sleeping for me and I. And besides, I need the money. <laughs> so he goes to his brother with the sleep. He says, I would sleep with Robert Bedford. I have so many people gambling money. I'm going to get up to my house and get my brother to tell me. And if you told anybody I slept with Robert Redford, I'd kill you too. But besides, I really need the money. So he goes back to his father and his father says, well, well, what's the difference? What did you find out? He says, well, optimistically, the two of us would be sitting on $3 million. Realistically, we're living with two hooers and a fucking faggot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, hey, Eddie. You get a kick out of that one. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Hey, can can I? Uh, I'm getting a little static on this thing. Can I call you right back in one second? Hold on, let me check. All right, is this better or not? Oh yeah, oh, that's, that's perfect. perfect right yeah. there, that's perfect. Okay, I'm good. Good. I'm sorry about that. No, no, that's all great. But your joke was awesome anyway. I can, <laughs> we heard it, but you know, I'm, hopefully the audio is good. Well, you know what? You know, my wife's church of Christ girl, so you know, I mean, she's not really into dirty jokes. There's no doubt about that. I heard a rumor she was a uh, Miss Tennessee. Is that correct? Well, she was Miss One for the Sun for WDF. Oh. She's, you know, she used to work at a brother used to own a Gold's Gym, and I mean, she's like fifty years old, but she, she really, she's a gorgeous girl. Oh, yeah. You know, she goes to church. You know, she's got me going to church on Sunday, and you know, you know. But then again, I don't mind going to church on Sunday because it's the only nap I get in the whole week. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So, man, you're a singer, songwriter, guitarist. Saxophonist player. No, not really a guitar. I'm a guitar player, but not much of a guitar player. I play saxophone. I play beat three organ. I play a lot of harmonica. But live, when I play the shows live, I play the horn and I play the you know harmonica. A good time doing doing things like that. You know, let me get back outside so you can hear me better. Okay. Okay. How long will actually help bring bring the Titans to Nashville back in the uh, late seventies or so the eighties or whatever the hell they moved there? Yeah. You know, and that's a beautiful stadium too. And I've gone through a lot of sound games. I, you know, I like, I, Nashville's really fantastic, you know. 
I mean, the musicianship's fantastic. I got a lot of friends in the business. And if you think about country music these days, it's like, it's fucking rock and roll. What are you talking about? <laughs> all these guys like Travis Tritt and oh, uh, Jeffy Albine and stuff like that, they all grew up in rock bands doing Eddie Money songs and Sticks and Ario Speedway and 38 Special. And then all of a sudden, you know, they get older and you know, these big country western stars. But they all started out in fucking rock bands. You know that as well as I do. Well, that's great. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of good music coming out of Nashville. And I think country these days is getting real rough and got some good edges to it. And it's, you know, it's actually very pleasant to listen to. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff coming you know, I'm out not of Nashville. The I'm not the George Jones kind of country guy. You know, I like Johnny Cash a little bit. But, you know, basically speaking, uh, <clears throat> new country is a lot better than old country. Gretchen Wilson's good, and you know it's a lot of good. You know it's a lot of good stuff coming out of it. It's sort of southern rocky, you know. Yeah, it's like southern rock. You know, it's fantastic. You know, and they put. And I've always show. been very. I've been very partial. And if you think about it, when the Beatles came out, they were really into country music. I mean, you know, it's like the Rolling Stones. You know, they always grew up with all these country songs that I never heard in New York City. You know, the only songs that I heard in New York City is like, you know, so, you know, country songs that listen to, like, they don't go to Wolverton Mountain or Tammy Tanette's Stand By Your Man. But there wasn't a lot of big, you know, you don't get a lot of country music on on, on New York City radio, you know, unless yeah. it's a real big hit. You guys there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 we're just listening to you, man. We're just like, oh, wow, we're still uh, talking to Eddie Money. Well, you know, <laughs> I mean, think about me, I've got like, uh, I've got about 13 or 14 songs in the top 100. That baby I want to fix paradise, take a note tonight. I want to go back, think I'm in love, shaking, big crash. I can see the love in you. I mean, we are, you know, I've got so many, you know, I've got some, maybe I'm a fool. I mean, I've a, I'll get by. I mean, that's, I've had so many fucking hit singles. You know, I got fired up the Rolling Stone tour from the beginning to my knuckles back in the 70s. <laughs> it's freaking awesome, man. I mean, yeah, you've, you, I, I don't know anyone that does not know your name or a song that you've written, you know, or, or and I, the thing is, you're a songwriter and singer, and that's what's awesome about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, and I also put on a Broadway show, I mean, which, like, which is doing, I'm trying to get my, I got a play called Two Tickets to Paradise about me quitting the police department. When my brother was in Vietnam in the late 60s, early 70s, when, you know, Hair was on Broadway and Jesus Christ Superstar and Godspell, you know, the everything was about late 60s, early 70s. So I got this play out called Two Ticks Paradise, a musical, and it's really a great musical. And I'm trying to get it to Dallas and I'm trying to get it to New Haven and eventually try to get it to Broadway. I just did a, I did a two week run in New York. And the first week, business was really bad. My wife so pissed off at me because I spent my son's car money on the play. Oh. But, you know, he, he can't he can't pass the test. He can't pass the test anyway. I'm not worried about that. <laughs> he got really long hair. He got a really long hair and a Grateful Dead T-shirt on. He gets in the car. Back, you know, the guy immediately takes out the red pen. Yeah. You think yeah, you know, you I'm not going to give this little asshole a hot lunch. He failed the test three times. I got nothing to worry about. By the time he passes it off, enough money to bank to buy him in the car. <laughs> How is he as a musician? He's a really good drummer. My son, you got to go to my kids' music, desmoneymusic.com, D-E-Z, desmoneymusic.com. He's got a band together, and I tell you, the kid is, I never thought he'd be, you know, I never was really knew he was going in the studio and doing all this work, but apparently, you know, when I heard this stuff, I was, I was amazed. I'm going, this fucking kid, this guy, he doesn't sound like me at all. Can't drive with the shit. Voice <laughs> his voice doesn't sound like me at all. I, it doesn't sound like somebody on my wife's side of the family. Like my wife's a fantastic singer. It's still not the singing public, you know. Right. 
He's got some big shoes to follow. Yeah, there's, there's no way to fill your shoes on. I mean, you got over 28 million records sold. Is that correct? 39. We're at 39 million. I should have saved the money. How many rock stars you know shop with double coupons? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got seven cars in the driveway, and the only car that's paid for is mine. Are you kidding me? These fucking kids, they got their cell phones. They don't think they're going to be rock stars. They said, Dad, you made it. You know Bon Jovi. I said, Bon Jovi, this guy, you sober me up. Christ said. <laughs> Oh, like, yeah. What are you going to get in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? You know, there's so many people that should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. These Mitch Ryder and the Detroit Wheels should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Okay, you know, you know, Ario Speedway, 38 Special, Sticks, Survivor, Why these guys. I don't give a fuck about me. What about all my friends? These guys are great musicians. We're all in our early 60s, for Christ's sake. Put, you know, put somebody in the Rock and Roll of Fame. Yeah. Right. But the time I get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I'm going to be in an urn of my wife's fireplace. <laughs> I hope not, man. Yeah, really. You definitely then, deserve you know, it. I'm in the New York, I'm in the New York Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with Barbara Streisand and Kiss and, and Neil Diamond. And, you know, I mean, there's some really great people in, oh, the, yeah. in the New York Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you know. And besides, I don't live in Cleveland. Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> Who goes to Cleveland? I mean, really. I don't, you know. But it's been a lot of fun. And I got to say, get out there and I open up the set. And we open up with Baby Hold On. Then we do Want to Be a Rock and Roll Star, which is, you know, like it's like an interview. Ever since I was young, I'd sing it on those great songs on the radio. And if you listen to the rock, oh. it's home alone. If you listen to uh, Want to Be a Rock and Roll Star, it's like it's beginning. All right. Let me get the alarm off. Oh, you got you set your alarm off? Are, we gonna hear Are you some, guys there or what? Yeah, we're here. We're going to hear some sirens? Yeah, I have to turn the alarm <laughs> i got to get my chicken out of the oven. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll wait. You know, my, you know, my wife doesn't let me cook beef in the house. It really pisses me off. I haven't had, I haven't had a hamburger in fucking months. I'm cooking out because oh, you know yeah. she doesn't, she doesn't eat meat, and she doesn't, you know, she doesn't eat beef, and she doesn't like smoked beef, and she runs like seven miles a day. And <laughs> we're gonna be on TV next Thursday. You know, this is in the morning at nine thirty. At where? On what channel? Nine thirty at Nick at Divorce Court. I'm only teasing. We'll meet you there. We'll meet you there with a hamburger. <laughs> you gotta have fun in this business. You gotta laugh. You know, oh, yeah. you know, you gotta, you know, tell you the show's gonna be great in Nashville. We're gonna have a lot of fun, man. Yeah. And of course, hope people, everybody picks up my t-shirts are not a hundred dollars. I bought the Rolling Stones. You gotta come up and pick up. I'll be signing t-shirts for the Intrepid Pulling Hero Foundation. These kids, well, I shouldn't call them kids, but when they're in the early 60s, they're all kids to me. I mean, they're over there in, in Iraq, and it's a police action in Afghanistan. What's the fucking difference? We're still losing men and women every week in Afghanistan or Iraq. It's, it's, it's a police action, my ass. So we're out there trying to make money for the Intrepid Pool and the Earth Foundation, which is a non-profit, non-political, charitable organization uh, for these, that's coming back with these head trauma injuries. Which is pretty serious shit. Yeah, yeah, they got awesome. a facility in San Antonio with about 150 beds. Now they have a new facility in Maryland. So I'm out there signing. I just sent them another check for four thousand dollars. I'm out there trying to make money for these for these vets. You know, I mean, uh, these guys coming back in their uniforms, and it's like you know, when I get off the plane with all my straight friends, I go, look, let's give these guys a big a standing ovation when they get off the plane. You know, you got to do whatever you can for these veterans, man. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, agree. I mean, I don't think they're—I don't think they're going to Afghanistan. I don't think they're going to go to Iraq or going all over the fucking world because they're thinking about coming back and going to junior college two years on the GI grant. But they're not doing. They're over there because that—you know—they love this country. That's yeah. what it's all about. Yeah, but their grandfathers were in World War Two. Their grandfathers were in Korea. 
They got their fathers that went to Vietnam. It's, you know, it's, oh, yeah. it's the greatest country in the world. You're going to have somebody out there protecting them, you know? They're, they're over there saving our ass so we can sit here and do what we're doing. Exactly. That's very true, man. It really is. Yeah, there's not enough people uh, recognizing that. And it's, uh, and it's I a agree with you 100%. You know, I do what I can for the vets. Yeah. But you want to go broke? You want to go broke in a hurry? Try to get one. Try to go. I don't drink anymore. I quit drinking about five years ago. Everybody's fucking happy but me. It's kind of like life and Betty Ford. Life and Betty Ford is the Eddie Money Show. You know, but, uh, you know, I still got all my hair and my weights down. And, um, and my wife said, you got to lose 10 pounds. I says, well, honey, she says, well, I said, look at you. She said, look at you on the video. I said, what are you talking about? She said, you look like Merv Griffin up there. I said, honey, I said, the camera puts 10 pounds on me. She said, how many cameras did they use? And that's just got me in the fucking tr- She's got me on the treadmill, and, you know, I got to cook all this great food when she's not in the house. She's not getting the hair done, so I just, you know, put a couple of chicks in the oven. I made a nice sauce and stuffing and some sweet potatoes, you know, feed me and the fucking kids, you know. She runs a Nazi kitchen, too, you know. It's so crazy. Everything's got to be put away, and the pans and the fucking pots, and, you know, she's got this wood floor that's dark wood. You spill crumbs on it. I need one of the little robots to come out like uh, the Jetsons, you know? <laughs> Rosie. Yeah. Get you a dog. Yeah, like Rosie. You know, my, you know, my wife, she wants a Nazi kitchen. She drives me crazy. <laughs> we'll get you some good food when you come to Nashville. You know, I love Nashville. I love turnip greens, and I like the, you know, I like the Cracker Barrel, too. Oh, yeah. You know, you get the, we don't have any Cracker Barrels out here, and, you know, I think that the cornbread and the cracker barrel is fucking amazing. <laughs> and that orange so- soda that they serve you, mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of it is. You can't buy it anywhere in the country. You know? I don't know. I think that the food and the cracker barrel, any of those southern restaurants, you get the hush puppies. And, you know, my mother-in-law, I don't know what the hell she makes this fucking fried chicken. She's originally out of Kentucky, but, my, you know, with a little bit of flour, my mother-in-law is the greatest cook in the world. And a daughter can't boil water without burning <laughs> I said, what are we making for dinner? She said, reservations. <laughs> oh, my God. That's uh, not so like yeah. most Southern women, though. Most Southern women I know can throw down in the kitchen. I know. I wish I had one like that. <laughs> but you got Miss Tennessee or Miss friggin' uh, one Yeah, she's good. Yeah. You know, my wife is very pretty. Girl. She's a model, wasn't she? The cop said to the wife, to told the phone to your wife, Mr. Money. I said, officer, I was just trying to knock the knife out of her hand. <laughs> <laughs> Over the years, you got any like uh, favorite uh, musicians or bands that you like to tour with? Well, I tell you the truth, we went out with Ario Speedwagon, and we went out with Sticks, and we went out with uh, Survivor. And we went out with the Rolling Stones. We played with the Who. We played with Fleetwood Mac. But when I go out there, it's just like high school. It's a battle of bands. I want to go out there. I mean, I had like twelve or thirteen songs in the top one hundred. I had about seven songs in, in, that went like top five, top ten. So when I get out there, I open up a baby old on. Then I put Endless Nights, which was a big hit to me back then. I said, I do it for all my ladies from the 80s. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. these chicks are really into Eddie Money. And I get out. But me, I like to get out there and tell a million jokes. But my wife says to me, don't get out there. You, you, they want you to be serious when you get out there. And I, and I get out there and I go, and I want to thank my probation officer for coming down to the show tonight with his wonderful wife, Maureen. Let's put the light on him. And of course, it's just a joke, you know. And I'll say something like, you know, I want to thank everybody. By the way, I've been really straight lately, but I'm looking for some, uh, I'm looking for some clean urine. My blood type is <laughs> yeah, And I, you know, I just like it. But, you know, my wife says, like, don't tell jokes. You know, you, you want to be like Tom Petty. You want to be like Bruce Springsteen. 
you want to come out there and they want to take your music really more seriously. But I like to get out there and have a good time. I don't give a shit. Yeah. That's one thing you won't get from Mike when you get to Nashville. It's probably some clean urine, but. No. Definitely like clean urine or, or a, a straight lace time. We have fun around here. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, that's what I like about Nashville. It's a, it's a corny town. And there's nothing wrong with being corny, man. You know? <laughs> Oh, I wouldn't say corny. We have a blast, man. But we, but we, we, we are in bed by by midnight. <laughs> yeah, we're getting up there. You know, I don't, I'm in bed early. So my wife goes to bed at seven o'clock, and she gets up at five thirty. I can't fucking believe it. I said, "What are you in the Marine Corps? <laughs> what are you in the fucking Marine Corps? What are you doing?" And she gets up in the middle of the night. She's out here ironing clothes, and you know, she's we don't have a maid, but she can't stand any of these people doing anything. They've got to do everything's her way. And then the dogs had a big fight. She's got a great pain. And I've got this, uh, this sapphire terrier. And I'm looking out the window and I said, these fucking dogs are whipping each other to shreds. <laughs> I had to take them both to the bed. It cost me like $150 a piece. I'm ready to kill each other. Uh, hopefully they don't do it all over again. They do. They fight like that. You know, they just don't. My, my dog's not going to take any shit from Brando, who is her dog. And he's the <laughs> biggest great thing in Southern California. He weighs 175 fucking pounds. When he stands up on the fence, he's six foot one. Oh, man. oh good lord. He's taller than Richie. He's a big, he's a big fucking dog, let me tell you. He's taller than the host. Lord. He's probably taller than me, not standing up. And I got to stop my carrier, and he almost took his eyes out. And then Brandon was ripping him to shreds, and I picked both the dogs to the vet. They got so beat the fuck up, I couldn't believe it. And I was on the phone trying to do a radio interview. I look out the window with the dogs. Killing each other. I couldn't fucking believe it. Damn, what do y'all feed the dogs? Yeah, really. People. <laughs> <laughs> she got a couple of bath and hounds, and every time you open up the fucking gate, they run around, they run away, and they're at the neighbor's house about a mile and a half up, and then the neighbors got to bring them back down here. Those two little fucking asshole bath and hounds, which drive me crazy. <laughs> and then she's got these St. Charles dogs, these little pieces of shit dogs from England, you know? They're all of the same and all the. All the royal pictures of the, you know, the royal folks, they always got these little dogs, like King Charles dogs or some shit. They're I mean, cute dogs, but they're really pain in the ass. And then my dog, my daughter's got a, a, a little English bulldog. So we, you know, I, I, we've got seven dogs here for Christ's sake. Dang. Good Lord. I, I it's fucking nuts. House. I'm telling you guys. <laughs> I'm sure you live in a giant house, but I mean, seven dogs is a low. You need a kennel. Well, we got, we got uh, five bedrooms here, which is something else. Mm-hmm. And I live on, I, you know, I've got, I've got an apartment on the other side of the building because, you know, I can't, I can't live in the house with us. It's just, you know, everything's got to be this way and that way. And, you know, I thought I was going to get laid the other night, but I forgot to clean the counters. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, I don't know tell you how many dialysis I wasted. I was just taking the pill. I should just throw it down the toilet. Oh man, you got, instead of a man cave, you got a man apartment. I love it. That's everybody. And you know, you're sitting next to her, you fall asleep, and she's got, you know, she's got 24 hours of Oprah on TV, and you can't claw the fucking the remote control out of her hands. She's like a, she's like, she's a dead person with rigor mortis, you know? So I got sports center on the other over. I got golf on and all the shit that I like, you know? Oh, uh, I don't think I could sit through an hour of the Oprah show. Oh, hell no. I can't, oh, I can't sit through five minutes of that shit. <laughs> we need to, we need to clarify that the Oprah show sucks unless she's listening don't and we'd like to have her hey, on. Whatever you do, don't say I'm better off an Oprah because she's talking about putting me on the show for the you know, the kids this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she, she'll never have us on, so we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> she runs. 
like half the country, I think. Well, she'll never hear this. Well, I'm you sure. know, she's a very nice lady. Oh, yeah. I, I've got nothing against her, you know. Oh, she's she's a hell of a humanitarian, like, I think, un, uh, just like yourself. She was from Nashville, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a Nashville girl for sure. Yeah, you know, and you don't you don't want to fuck with her, Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you, you want to lose your career? You fuck with Oprah. <laughs> these people like the, you got these people to turn around and hope and hurt you. Yeah, <laughs> but I thought, guy, I thought the Academy Awards this year, you know, I've got nothing against gay guys because I got a cousin that's gay and shit like that, and. Uh, but I, I don't think that guy, I think he also was really that good. I mean, a lot of his drugs. Did you see the Academy Awards? No. No, no, no. I'm sorry. but we're I've not seen him in a lot of movies, yeah. though. Yeah, well, I had to watch because I was in my life, you know. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I thought I was going to get lucky. I thought I was going to get lucky that night, but she fell asleep. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the Academy Awards will do that. Yeah. Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> You know how these southern girls are, for Christ's sake. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Feed them, they go to bed. But she's a good looking honey. I love her. She doesn't eat meat. She drives me fucking crazy. She spends entirely too much money. <laughs> I mean, she's got more. She's got like eight, you know, I should have married a blind woman because this woman's got so many fucking clothes and everything from front clothes. She's got a thousand million pairs of fucking shoes. And, you know, it's just crazy shit. Oh, yeah. That's, that's all the way You know, I know. can't, you know, when I think about how much money my wife and my daughter Spend. It just, you know, it makes me want to, I should have married a blind woman, you know, because, and then I owed the government so much fucking money. I felt like, you know, <laughs> I'm not, that's why I'm very good friends with Willie Nelson, for Christ's sake. I mean, how can you expect a president to run the White House when you can't get the president to run a White Castle? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, I'm going to leave that one alone. <laughs> Don't quote me on that, huh, guys? No, 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 leave me alone. I definitely would you know? not vote for him. No, never again. No, I think I there's a I think there's a lot of people out in California voting for him. Well, we got everybody out here is dem the Democrats. I don't know what's going on, but I mean, we were like nine trillion dollars in debt, and now we're eighteen trillion dollars in debt. Yeah. Uh, how y'all got legal? These are, this is the debt that my kids got to pay. You know, it's really it's a shame. You know, but I don't know. I wouldn't want to be the president of the United States. And his wife got a, at least his wife's got these kids moving, exercising and stuff like that. <laughs> They're eating shitty food at school, but. I voted for Romney, but you know, you're never going to see another white guy in the White House again, bro. The, the, the day of the white man in this country is over. I got nothing against blacks or Hispanics or Indian people, nothing like that, but you know, I don't think you're going to get a white guy in the fucking White House to save your life. No, you might get a gay one. Uh, yeah, if, if, <laughs> yeah, you, you might do. That's very possible. Hey, look, I, well, who's running next year? Or next we year? don't know yet. You got all these third world people, but, you know, I don't care who's in there because nobody's going to take care of me. Yeah, They're going right. to turn around and fuck me no matter who's in there. That's exactly right. right. I, I, I mean, but, you know, to get rid of the deficit, our country just needs to totally legalize marijuana and tax it. Uh, and no. there. I think it's too far gone, man. It but doesn't no, matter. They, the amount of money they can make. Would just, it doesn't matter. The people go. that are handling the money, if you gave them as much money as to take care of anything, they're going to use it for the wrong things. Exactly. And it's never you know going to. You know what? It's so, there's so many people that are the have-nots in this country that don't. I mean, one thing about the Spanish people, they might not have a lot of money, but they're out there trying to work yep. and do a lot of things. Working their ass off. Then you yep. got a lot of blacks that are doing good things. Yep. But then again, then you got everybody on this fucking free base and these fucking white trash people cooking up methadrine and blowing their fucking <laughs> hands off. I mean, there's so many crazy people out there that's fucking... I don't think it's anything about race. I think it's people nowadays, they just man. Don't get, 
you know, they don't give a shit. I don't know what's going on, man. It's just like crazy. I think you get in that trap where the, the government gives you just enough where you don't want to have any ambition and have anything to go on and no drive. And then you pass that down to your children. And I think that's where we're at now. That's happened so many times. And well, the government just gives you enough where you're, you're just content and you don't need to, you know, should I go out and work a job of fast food and make, Ten dollars an hour, or should I sit at home and make twelve dollars an hour? I mean, it's a trap. You know what? It's really fucked up, and I can't tell you, man. I, people like us, because I know you guys are working, oh, and yeah. I know you guys are paying a lot of fucking taxes, <laughs> just like me. Okay. And, and I know how much it really fucking sucks, but guys, you know what? There's nothing we can do about that. No, no, no. days are done. I think. No, I, I work freaking five days a week, real hard, and so does this man here. And, and, and I tell you, I'm sure, you know what? I, I know you guys do. I don't have any doubt in my mind. You know. Let me clarify that. I work like. Three full-time jobs. So. <laughs> no, I, I hear you. Well, I'm always, I'm always working my ass off to I'm doing a lot of radio and it's finished putting play on. Then I got to, don't forget to go to desmoneymusic.com and send Hey, look, we, send us a link is what you need. We need to get our uh, stuff. We together. got it. We got that, that, that yeah, link for yeah. All right. Yeah. Desmoneymusic.com. Hey, we, we, we'll, spread, we'll spread that around for sure. Yeah, he's good. I think it's just going to go places myself, you know. Hey, I want to ask you real quick about the video days, man. That was pretty exciting back in the days when I oh, yeah, used to have video. I was like the first video star on television, which yeah. was amazing. Yeah. I mean, it was me and, it was me and Huey Lewis. I yeah. mean, who else was, there was nobody else fucking doing TV. And I mean, when I first came out, I don't think my kids see the first video that much because I did the Think I'm in Love with my ex-wife, my first wife. So the kids aren't too familiar with that one but we just we did Shaken with Abalonia in it she did Abalonia yeah before she even did Purple Rain and we made both those videos for less than $88,000 I mean it was incredible you know in those days how much work we got done man that's amazing I didn't even know who that that's who that was in the car we did that's cool no, I knew that was the car video yeah that was Abalonia yeah. that was, oh wow she was awesome. a pretty girl yeah. She was pretty good, but she could not dance. I'll tell you that. Did she have to? Yeah, you don't have to dance when you look like that. <laughs> she had a boyfriend that was, uh, he was a karate expert and he was, you know, dying to rip my arms off. And I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> it's just a shoot. People don't understand. It's professional. I just remember that back, uh, you know, I was growing up and I remember those days, man. It was awesome. And all the videos. And like I said, that was kind oh, of the yeah, first we, ones. Everything was good. The cause. And there were a lot of people making a lot of great music in that place. We had a lot of fun. What happened to the video? Home tonight was a big video with Ronnie Spector. She was great. Oh yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. What happened to the videos? Why is there? Why? Why did bands not put out videos anymore? I don't really know what's going on with the music these days. I don't really, you know, I'm not into it too much anymore. I, you know, I don't know. Do you ever? uh, No, I'm an old. I'm an old guy. I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> we are too. That's the problem. We're, we're in our forties. You know what I mean? We're, we grew up, you know, watching videos and it's like, now you can't find a video. You just hear it's, you know, 16 and pregnant. <laughs> well, now you got rap, you got rap out there and the rap thing is, it's, I don't know. It's all when people rap, it's always, you're still going to be using the same melody line. You know, it's like, it's, you know, it's like crazy. It's well, the these rappers, they're doing that and do that and do that and do that, that. You know, big deal. I like flying. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you wrote your songs. That's what, you know, that's one of the things that we, you know, uh, as, as fans respect about you. You, res- you wrote your songs and you played them. Yeah, it was, that's what it was all about when I was coming up, you know. You write the songs, you fucking sing the songs. 
You might even get laid if you're not married, you know. <laughs> and then again, you might even get laid if you're married. You know? yeah. you know, know. But don't quote me on that, please. I'm sure you didn't have any trouble with that back in the day. Yeah, don't quote me on that one. <laughs> Do you ever uh, hook up with uh, Ronnie Spector anymore on any tours at all? I see Ronnie on the road a lot, which is great. Oh. And when she got into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, she was such a sweetheart. The first thing she did was thank me, which was great. She gets in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She thanks me. It was such a doll. Awesome. She's married to that asshole Phil Spector, who's a real maniac. Man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, isn't he in prison? And he doesn't let her do uh, "Be My Little Baby" or "Baby I Love You." I mean, he does. She makes. She makes. She makes sure that she can't even do those songs live. I mean, oh. why would? Why would he want to? Why would he want to hurt us so much? I don't get it. What an ass! That's crazy. No, he's in prison, isn't and he? He's up in, and, and he's up in jail, making money on "Take Me Home Tonight," and you know she's in jail. Then you know, die in jail. 35 years ago, even though I don't think he killed that woman. Uh-huh. I don't know. I'm not sure the HBO special with uh, Al Pacino playing Phil Spector. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. I saw that, yeah. That was great. I don't think, you know, I, don't, I think he would have had a lot more blood on his coat Yeah. if he killed that woman. I don't think he killed that woman. I think she just killed herself. I think that's 100% right, but I, I guess if, he had a lot of bad karma coming his yep, way. So. That's it, right? Karma. You know I wonder if he's in the cell playing that Take Me Home Tonight. I don't know. I know he's fucked around. I know he's really fucked around uh, Ronnie a lot. Yeah, so, you know, sounds like it. Yeah, man. I think that's fucked up what he's done to that poor woman. So I'm, just, I'm not going to stick up for that guy. Yeah, I haven't really ever heard anything good about that guy. So. No, it's, it's all bad. No, I mean, he, he intimidated the Beatles. He worked with Dolly in Love. I mean, he worked with a lot of people, but he's always been such a schmuck. Yeah, I mean, he t- and he took a, a bunch of money, too, that he didn't even hardly earn, from what I understand. No, yeah. But he's not, you know, we ain't got to worry about him. <laughs> no, he, no, he's getting commissary, and he's got a <laughs> girlfriend named Bubba. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, shit, that's too much. <laughs> His hair, his hair, he looked like a woman anyway. So you say you're going to be uh, signing some, you're going to be doing anything here? We'd like to, we're going to, of course, we're going to come to your show, man. We'd love to get some uh, pictures with you or something if that's possible. Sure, man, I'll be back up. You know what, I'm out there signing t-shirts for the uh, the troops. (laughs) Every show, I go out there and I ask everybody what they think of the set. And, you know, sometimes I've had, I actually had the Eddie Money fans write the set list. Oh yeah! And ever All since right. they wrote, I mean, we got a nice shout out from Lady Gaga and Rolling Stone magazine, and I mean, things have been really good for me. I'm getting really good reviews from my voice, and of course, I'm like, I, I'm about two oh six. I'd like to lose about fucking ten or fifteen pounds. <laughs> oh, Listen to me while I'm stirring the gravy and eating the stuffing like a fat pig in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> hey, talking about good. losing weight, yeah. Two oh six is awesome, man. Two oh six is a good way. I wish I could get to it. Come on. I've quit trying. <laughs> I'm too happy being fat and yeah. living. Right on, boys. That's what it's all about. Nothing wrong with being happy. Food and drink. It's too right. good. Nothing wrong with being happy, especially if you live down south. Steak. All the Steak. all the healthy people I know are sick. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or sick and well, I quit smoking cigarettes, which is a real drag. I don't know. I had to quit smoking because I was just smoking for so many fucking years, you know. So I quit smoking, and I'm doing good. My voice sounds great. Everything's good. Well, I can't, we can't wait to you get here. You know, the show should be good in Nashville. We've got a lot of friends down there, and I hope well, to have well, a good show. Especially since my, my, you know, my father-in-law just broke his ankle in that goddamn weather he got down there. 
Well, yeah. hey, tell us all the date again, so we, you know everybody here in Nashville they'll hear it when they when they listen to our show. They'll know the date. What is the date? I don't remember, it's, guys. It's April eighteenth at Municipal Auditorium in Nashville. Oh yeah, the Municipal. I knew it was the Municipal Auditorium, which is fantastic. Yeah, you've been playing there forever. That's an awesome show. I love it there, and I played the Ryman Auditorium too. It's great. Yeah, that's a good one. I, tell, I, mean, I tell everybody I played the Ryman. That's really something to play Ryman Auditorium. Oh, yeah. That was really cool. Yeah, we'll definitely uh, shoot out some. Uh, um, some messages and everything, and try to uh, let everybody know when you're coming, everybody. And look, I'll be putting another record out pretty soon. i got a record out called Comments called Shake That Thing, 10 new steady money songs. And they're really brilliant. They're like brilliant tunes. They're fantastic. I think yeah. people, not that, you know, once they buy your greatest hits, they don't give a shit what to put out. You know, once they can buy, like, Baby Hold On and Two Six and Take Notes on it, they can all up shaking on the same record. They don't give a fuck about any new Eddie Money, but <laughs> I do have a new record that's coming out. And one more soldier coming over, the troops is going to be on the record. Oh, all the money's going to be donated, of course, to the Intrepid from the Euro Fund. Awesome. So I'll be making a hit record, kind of a hit record, and helping the two shots at the same time, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. Anything to help the guys out, man, because they need it. Yeah, you know what? It's really, I mean, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean. Those guys, you know, those guys are the best. you got to do something for the, you know. Yeah, they keep it where it's at, man. Yeah, it's definitely a These sacrifice. These fucking guys aren't over there, you know, they're not over there because they're over there because they love this country. They don't just, you know. They got 114 degrees over there, and they got a 70-pound pack on their fucking back. <laughs> and a gun, and they're getting shot at. It sucks. I got nothing against Muslims. I got nothing against Hindus. I got nothing against... I've got something great about this country. It's freedom of religion. But you know what? Those people, they hate Jews, and they hate Christians. And those, a lot of those Muslims, they're going to see us all dead. Uh, you're right. Religion is dead. I don't want to see them dead. Why do they want to see me dead? Man, it's been awesome. We sure appreciate it, man. I'm about um, to do some shit with the money, man. I got oh. two tickets, but I'm checking everybody. <laughs> Real quick, we got a, a thing we call a hustling round where we just ask some quick questions and you just answer uh, whatever pops in your head. Do you mind doing that with us? Sure. All right. I don't mind. Go ahead. If you're elected president today, what's the first thing you would do? Uh, what's the first thing I would do? I would probably naturalize a lot of these people that got into this country and snuck over the board and border because, you know, they're over here working. I mean, there's so many people over here working their asses off and paying taxes, but they're not American citizens. I'd like, you know, I'd like to see people, like to see, uh, I'd like to see more people, whether they're Japanese or Korean or Spanish, I'd like to see more people be able to become American citizens. I think that's the way that People over here that aren't American citizens, and uh, they wish they were, and it's just yeah. not fair, you know. But then again, if, if the kids are born here, they're, they're automatically uh, American citizens, which is, I think is great. But I, you know, I just think, and I would actually think that if we could get somebody in the White House that would actually think about saving a little more fucking money, <laughs> because we owe so much, we owe so much money to everybody, and now you got the Chinese people buying up all our land and shit like that. It's it's pretty scary out there. It is. It's actually really scary. I don't know what's going to go on going to ask your favorite drink, but it sounds like you quit drinking. What was your old favorite drink? I used to love uh, double screwdrivers, man. Stolen Schneider. Oh, you know, God. Stolen Schneider. Stolen Schneider. Squash grease or orange juice. Oh, shit. Then I was hanging out in the bar. Hanging out in the bar, I used to knock down double shots of Jim Bean with a, with a Guinness chaser. Oh, yeah. oh, that's rough. Man. Yeah, man. We Don't were stop. Guys, you better stop. You give me a hard on for Christ. No, I quit drinking. Everybody's happy but me. But I uh, believe me. I've had a lot of. That's great. I mean, though. back in the day, I was, you know, drinking some really heavy some young. I mean, back in the day, come on, I'm snorting South American countries. <laughs> <laughs> if you're getting a hard on, we'll send Neil Patrick Harris, the Doogie Hauser guy over there. <laughs> what about uh, if we gave you two tickets to Paradise, where would you go? 
But tell me the truth, when somebody gave me two tickets to paradise, since I play all over the world, especially in the United States, two tickets to paradise would be back in my own living room. <laughs> watching, the Lakers, watching the Lakers lose on TV. <laughs> you don't even have meat there. That can't be your two tickets yeah, to paradise. You don't even have No, I mean, I can cook, you know, my wife lets me cook ham and pork chops and, you know, bacon and eggs. She just no like Cooking Ow. beef, you know, I mean, and I wish I could make a nice leg of lamb, but she doesn't like the taste of the smell of lamb, but, you know, mashed potatoes and a nice cream bar. You see, I love to cook. I mean, you know, to me, I just love to, I love to make a good meal. Like, she's not home today, so I just made a couple of chicken and I got some sweet potatoes in the oven. I just finished making the gravy. Of course, nobody's going to eat but me, so what are you going to do? <laughs> there goes your 206. Yeah, okay. 205, 209 <laughs> now, baby. <Yeah. laughs> I told my wife I loved it. She said, get off me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what about uh, your favorite thing to do when you're not touring? I like to play golf. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. All right. You know, I'm not a great, I'm not a great golfer, but uh, I just love the game. You know, if I can par... If I plot three or four holes, I'm, I'm happy. I'm not, you know, I play golf like Stevie Wonder at night, but I, I do still love the game, you know. I'm starting to hit the ball a lot better now, too, since I'm starting to, it only took me 20 years to realize that you gotta keep your arms straight. <laughs> Did you I used to learn that 20 fucking years ago, but you know, you know, I, it's fun, you know, I like the golf. Did you used to drink in golf? Oh yeah. <laughs> I knew all the clock. I knew all the clock girls' names, guys. Come on. You kidding me? <laughs> all right. What about your, the craziest thing anyone's ever thrown on stage? Well, I gotta tell you, I've got a lot of liquor bottles thrown on stage. And, uh, I remember I had this one guy that was really crazy. He was schizophrenic and he thought he was my twin brother. <laughs> and he was flying from Kennedy out to Los Angeles to kill me. He was very crazy. He wound up going up, he wound up going up in my house and, you know, for two years I was giving him cigarette money. He was out of his mind. But, like, <laughs> he was on, he came all the way out to LA to kill me and he could have saved himself a fortune because I was on my way to New York. <laughs> so if he wanted, if he wanted to kill me, he should have stayed the fuck home. <laughs> he would have had a better plan with that much more money. Oh, see. You know, but I remember one time somebody threw a, a bottle of uh, Jim Beam on stage. And I had my hand up, you know, like in the middle of the song. And they threw it from like the third tier. And it, went, <laughs> and it landed right in my hands. And my hands clasped around the bottle. And I thought I was a rock cop. Like, oh, shit. Did he catch that fucking bottle? I didn't even see it coming. That's like. And it just, and it, and it, and it just my hand went around the bottle. And it was standing up. I took a big fucking drink out of it. Yeah, motherfucker. And of course, when I played the US Festival, we did give me some water. It had to be about 105 degrees out there. 650,000 people. And Bill Graham sprayed everybody with the hoses, which was really amazing. We played give me some water and everybody was getting wet. It was really a, a night to remember. That Jim Beam was like Thor's hammer coming at you. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Good old Jim Beamy, huh? We were hoping I somebody threw some twins or something on the stage. Yeah. Not some liquor bottles. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about some friggin' brunette twins. Well, like, I've had a lot of, I've had a, a lot of great girlfriends in my life. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we know that. We want to ask you one more thing. I, I don't, yeah, I think my wife would cut my dick off, and I don't want to be using the lady from the Chicago airport for the next 20 years. We don't want that. I don't want to squat when I'm taking a piss, you know what I'm saying? Hell no. <laughs> Alright, what about your favorite podcast out of Nashville? The Straight Hustling, great show. I've read a lot about the show completely, to tell you the truth. And I remember KDF and all this other oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Whatever, and, you know, this, 
there's a lot of great radio in Nashville, and there's a lot of really great DJs, and there's a lot of great reporters, and I, I wish you nothing but success on your show. And I sound like you got your shit together, so it's really cool. <laughs> oh, damn. Trust me, we don't. No, we, you know, <laughs> we've been worried about it, but you know, everybody's, you know, we're getting good stuff, and I'm, I, we appreciate that because we. Now we're you guys really got hurt. a, you guys got a hockey team, though, don't you? Got a oh, and they're, they're on, on fire. fire. They're on fire. The Predators are on fire right now, brother. Yeah, that's what I heard. I heard they're doing really well. Wayne Gretzky's a good buddy of mine. He lives in the same neighborhood as me, so I see Wayne all the time. You got the Nashville Sound. You got a lot of good guys that went, went came for the uh, L.A. Dots Sound. Well, yeah, they're oh, yeah. They're, 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 they're moving this year though. They're, you know, oh, they're, where are they moving to? Well, we bought a new, we're building a new stadium for them. Same city. Oh, that's same, same city, but we're moving on up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to come out and check that shit out. Oh, man. yeah, it's a new one right downtown, dude, right on, uh, you know, second or first. I think it's on first, right there by the river. You know, I tell you, Nashville has got, you know, it's got some great people in it. Like, I came out down there and played in Nashville with almost hot shot fucking musicians that were just amazing fucking guys. I mean, cutting everything in like one or two takes, and it's just incredible. The guitar players, the piano players, the drummers, it was like, you know, and they had finished everything up by three o'clock or said, <laughs> they had to pick their kids up at school. In LA, you can't even get a guy to strap on a fucking guitar until 5.30 at night. For Christ's sake, you know? We're in a hurry around here. We got to get done and get home because <laughs> uh-huh. we're in trouble. We're nine times out of ten. We're in trouble if we're not where we're, you know, where we're supposed well, to be an hour ago. You got them southern girls, man. They don't, yeah. they they don't play. Business, you know. They don't play, brother. You know that. You're married to one. She ain't playing. <laughs> oh, I know, man. You know, my my wife. I remember one time we had a fight. My wife hit me in the pot when I was out home. Yeah, it's good stuff to get home to. Oh yeah. And she can run like a deer. I couldn't catch her in a million years. They kick your ass and run. It's just like how they do. What's your names, guys? Two oh, names. It's Dick Darren. Uh, Mike. Money. Mike. Man, we want to thank you very much, man, and uh, definitely thank Lee for setting this up for us. That was really awesome, and we'll stay in touch. Well, we'll come on down to the show. Oh, man, we're, we will. we're coming. We will, dude. I can't wait. That'll be awesome. We got a straight hustling shirt for you. What size you wear? XL. I wear an extra large, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm double XL, so you'll, you'll know when you meet me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, huh? Oh, I'll yeah. Tell you. And I sell shirts, and I tell you, hold my hold the shirt up. So it's an Eddie Money shirt, but don't. Don't forget to read the label that says "Do not wash in hot or cold water." <laughs> yeah. yeah, ours is the same way, brother. All right, Rich Mike, you guys have a great show, and thanks for a great interview. Hey, thank man, you, man. Thank you, man. Take Appreciate care. Eddie. All right, that was a fabulous show right there. Eddie Money on the show. That was incredible. Insane. Insane. Had had some spotty phone service a little bit, but hopefully you enjoyed our show yeah. too. So that's awesome, man. They got a uh, Eddie Money coming to Nashville. Um, the 18th of April, Municipal Auditorium. That's going to be a good show. I can't wait to get down there and see that again. It benefits your local firefighters, so be sure you bring your ass out. Yeah, get down there and get a T-shirt signed by Eddie Money, man. Yeah, How cool yeah. is that? In person, get a hug and everything. Maybe a kiss. Mike. Yeah, Mike might give you a hug and kiss, too. I will. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We've been blessed. We've got some awesome people coming on. Um I don't even know how we top Eddie Money, but we got some. We got a few coming up this week, and then we got some secret ones that we'll be announcing soon. But go ahead and tell them who we got else coming this week. Well, I'm not going to tell you the secret people we got, but you know, I've asked some people to guess. They couldn't guess Eddie Money. They couldn't guess who else we got coming. But uh, they're badass. I'm telling you. But the ones that we're not going to make a guess is straight out of Nashville. He's a rapper and producer right here from Nashville. It's Jelly Roll. He he's knocking it out around the country, touring and tearing it down. Jelly Roll. Jelly Roll, baby. Yeah. And hailing from Memphis. 
Uh, we got Little White. He's um Doubt Me Now. Yeah, Doubt Me Now. That's his new hit, but he's got That's uh, not a new It ain't no new that's hit. Old hit. Old hit, whatever. <laughs> and back from Japan, we got Bob the Beast Sap. He is ready to freaking take on all comers. Man, Bob the Beast. I've been wanting to talk to him forever. He's like six seven. 350, 60 pounds. A bruiser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in, in our little MMA word, he's called a bruiser. Yeah, man. He's got like clubs for fists. He was in uh, he was in the Longest Yard movie. That's yeah. a, Win, yeah. lose, or draw, you're going home with a bruise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guaranteed, baby. So we want to thank everybody for listening. Remember to go to our website. It's uh, www.str8. H-U-S-T-L-I-N dot com. What? Straight hustling, baby. Please su- subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. And uh, if you like the show, please leave a good rating out there on iTunes for us. We're trying to get as many good guests in here for you to listen to and uh, doing the best we can working this shit. So Peace. we're out, man. If you ain't living, you ain't hustling. We'll see you next time. Thank you. See ya.